Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I'm continuing in the book of Dan in the book of Revelation chapter eleven. We went to Revelation chapter eleven in the last broadcast. And in the part one of chapter eleven we talk about the the two witnesses that God said he will send, the two prophets, Moses, Moses and Elijah. In verse five, he mentioned how these two prophets we do their witnessing for Jesus among the Jews in Jerusalem. You need to, if you want to listen to that first sermon, you can write and we send you some the, the CD of it or tape of it. Now I continue in from verse five. They said these two these two prophets are the two olive trees. Verse four, and that's that, that Revelation chapter eleven verse four is what I'm reading. So these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And I explained in the, in the in part one of chapter eleven that these two olive trees was symbolizing the two prophets that were standing before the Lord Jesus Christ when he manifested on the Mount of Transfiguration when Christ was on earth with the apostles. And you can go ahead and look in the in the Gospel of Luke, Gospel of John also, when the Lord Jesus Christ took uh, Peter, James and John to the mountain and transfigured before them. And we know that they said they saw two, the two prophets Moses and Elijah came down and were talking with the Lord Jesus Christ. They thought they were talking about the about the crucifixion that will take place in Jerusalem. And I said in the last broadcast that God actually also was giving them their new assignment. How they will come to the earth again in the end of the world. And that is exactly what God has prophesied that he will send unto them Elijah the prophet again in the book of Malachi. Now let's continue with the book of Revelation chapter 11. There he said in verse 5 about these two prophets that will appear in Jerusalem at the end of the world in the last 1,203 days he call it which could be the last part of the seven years treaty or the first part whichever one he said if the enemy man will hurt them fire proceeded out of their mouth and devour their enemies and if any man will hurt them he must in this manner be killed so these two prophets have power this have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will in fact God is saying he was going to unleash these two prophets upon the world more than let them loose to do whatever they want to do because when prophets are preaching against ungodliness like in this generation we preach and preach maybe we have not been bringing judgment upon people but God is going to let loose these prophets of old time remember they are old time prophets and look at the law of Moses he, he gave them the law if anyone do this they should be killed like this if anyone do that they should be killed like that they were following the law they are not like the days of our Lord Jesus Christ where if they slap you on one cheek turn the other also but God says going to bring these two prophets back they only know the Old Testament but they were preaching pointing to the Messiah that the Lord Jesus Christ that the Jews have forsaken and have not accepted is the Messiah they have preached to them before some will believe they will be sealed those who do not believe will be punished with the world with the rest of unbelieving world and like these prophets have anger against ungodliness and wrath against all iniquity 
they will be bringing judgment upon the Sodomites and upon the ungodly and upon nations that are disobedient to the word of God. And that is what God is saying here, that they have power to shut heavens that they rain not upon any land that they like, as they will. And they have power over waters to turn the waters to blood, like Moses did in, in Egypt. And to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And verse 3, verse 7, And when they shall have finished their testimony, this, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. That is, this world ruler that signed the power between the Jews and the Arabs and the world, the West and the East, for those seven years, maybe through the United Nations, we bring the, gov the police and the military against these two prophets that have been doing all those terrible things to make them be arrested and killed. The Bible said that they will be killed. But that was only, only after they have finished their testimony. Like the Bible said, and why, why will Lord God allow them to be killed? There is a purpose for that, which I may not reveal in this sermon, but I will reveal it in a moment. The reason why God will allow them to be killed is a fulfillment of prophecy. Not only the fulfillment of this prophecy, but a fulfillment of the prophecy that has already been given long time ago in the book, in the book of um, in the book of the prophets and also in the in the book of the Old Testament. And this is part of the ordinance to take over the earth and the ordinance to rebuild the earth. And I will refer you to if you are a Bible scholar and you do not know this, I will refer you to it in a moment. I said there is a reason and a purpose why God is going to allow these two prophets to be killed. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ also was killed for the testimony he came to bear and his blood was a sacrifice for mankind. He was not just killed because he, he couldn't overcome them. He was killed. The Lord Jesus Christ allowed himself to be crucified for a purpose. The same way, these two prophets are going to be allowed to be killed for another purpose of God. Just like the Lord Jesus Christ was redeeming mankind, these two prophets are fulfilling a prophecy for part of rebuilding the earth, for part of taking over the earth. And in the book of Joshua, we see the prophecy that was revealed that it was actually symbolizing the taking over of the land of the Canaanites by the Israelites, when, by the Hebrews, when they were coming from Egypt. has been many times preached by many pre preachers that it actually symbolized how the world is going to be taken over by God and the people of God, the Christians. So we they are they are a, they are a fourth type of the taking of the Christian race, the race from Egypt to Canaan that Moses led them out of Egypt, bringing them to Canaan to a promised land, is a fourth type of the deliverance of the people of God from sin to take us to heaven and to renew heaven and new earth and to redeem and to take this earth back again. So when they arrived in the land of Canaan, they first came against the city of Jericho. And when they were going to overtake Jericho, go and read it again in the book of Joshua. When they were going to overtake Jericho, remember the angel of the Lord came down also with a sword in his hand and he told them how the, the ordinance they should use for taking over Jericho. He said they should march around the city blowing trumpets once every day for seven days and on the seventh day, seven times blowing trumpets and then the city will fall. That seven trumpets and seven times blowing trumpets and then on the seventh day, seven times, is symbolizing and typifying the same thing that happened in the book of Revelation. This time it was seven seals that was opened, and at the seventh seal came the seven trumpets that were blowing, and at the end of the seventh trumpet will be a seven verse. It is the same pattern. God has a reason for doing that. The, the Jews 
march into Canaan land in those days, the days of Moses, was typifying the saints of God marching into the new heaven and the new earth to take over this new this world for God. And it was a type. And that is exactly why they have to and then let me tell you the mystery of why these two prophets have to die. When Joshua took over the city of Jericho after they were destroyed, he put a curse upon the land of Jericho. And you can go ahead and read it yourself. Is there anyone that is going to rebuild this city of Jericho shall lay the foundation of it on his firstborn. And he will set the pillars or the gates of it on his lastborn. Which means anyone that is going to re that will rebuild the city of Jericho will have to pay the price. And the price of rebuilding that city was the firstborn of that man will die. And the last man, the last son of that man also will die. And that was prophesied in the book of Joshua when they overthrew Jericho. Now you can see the that was fulfilled physically when one man in the days of King Ahab took over the land and tried to rebuild the city of Jericho. He rebuilt it in the days of a wicked king Ahab and a wicked queen Jezebel. And if you look at that type also, the wicked king Ahab and the wicked king Jezebel were symbolizing the Jezebel of the end of the world also which is a false religion and the king of the world is King Ahab in that time will be symbolizing the Antichrist ruler of the world also and in their generation also will be the taking over of the earth so when that man in days of King Ahab rebuilt Jericho he laid the foundation on his firstborn and laid his and the gates he raised the gates on his lastborn and that took place as a fulfillment of prophecy that Joshua put a curse upon Jericho that whoever is going to rebuild it will have to pay that price and God allowed that cost to be put on it because God is going to rebuild this earth and God has to pay the price of rebuilding this earth and the price God had to pay was his firstborn his firstborn has to die and that was the Lord Jesus Christ to redeem this earth he has to die and shed his blood that was the purpose but it was an ordinance a spiritual ordinance in heaven God said that anyone that's going to rebuild this city or this land, this earth, must pay the price. And God himself was the one that was going to rebuild it. So he paid the price of his firstborn. Now, he has to also pay the price of his lastborn. And who is the lastborn? The Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ made it clear when he was on earth. He said, He that is least in the kingdom of God will be greater than John the Baptist or Elijah the prophet. Because he told them that John the Baptist was the Elijah that was promised to come. Because John the Baptist came in the form of in the anointing of Elijah. So Christ was telling us that anyone that is going to be least in the kingdom of God must have the level of Elijah the prophet. So which can which which means we can say the Elijah the anointing, Elijah the prophet will be the, the last born of the sons of God. While the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is the first born. So he said to rebuild this earth, just like uh, anyone that rebuilt Jericho, we have to face, we have to pay the price of that cost. To rebuild this earth, God had to pay the price of his firstborn, the Lord Jesus Christ, shed his blood to redeem mankind, and his lastborn, Elijah the prophet, and Moses also, because both of them were killed, will be the lastborn that were crucified, that were killed to pay for redeeming, for redeeming this earth, and for rebuilding this earth, because God himself is going to rebuild this earth. That was the mystery that God said, these are going to be revealed at this end of the age, and it's being revealed to you right now as the Lord has revealed it to me, and I've pointed out to you right there. And this is what was going on. Why God said, why these two prophets have to die? 
not because the kingdoms of this world can kill them, not because their power suddenly disappear, not because they, they have no power anymore, not because the Antichrist is more powerful, not because Satan can kill them, but because they have to lay down their life, just like the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life to redeem mankind. Now you know the whole story. And let's go ahead and continue this exhortation here. Now, they were not just killed and let go. In verse 8, he said, And their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. That means we know it will be Jerusalem, because the Lord was crucified in Jerusalem. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. Almost like the Lord Jesus Christ, almost like how the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified for three days. These people will lie on the streets for three days. The Lord Jesus Christ, that, you remember now, we said the foundation was laid on the firstborn, but the gates on the lastborn. The foundation is always buried on the earth, but the gates is always raised upon the earth. So you can see when the Lord Jesus Christ died, he has to be buried for three days. And he laid, he laid down in the depth of the earth for three days, like foundation. Now the gates of a city or the gates of a bee of a, of a city will be laid not on the not on the not under the ground but laid on the on the ground, and that's why these two prophets have to lay on the streets for three days. They didn't know what they were doing that they were fulfilling prophecy when the world said, "Don't let them be buried for three days," and they were seeing their dead bodies according to this scripture. This will take place. God Himself has ordained it, whether man like it or not, whether they try to change it or not, it will take place just like God said, because. The finger of God is doing all these things. Fear before him all the earth. The Bible said here that the kindreds of the world will not let them be buried. So that they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in grace. Now remember this, because God is the one doing it, he's going to glorify his children. Like the Lord Jesus Christ came up by himself and resurrected. These two prophets also are going to resurrect in verse 10. And they shall, and they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. Now they were still rejoicing and happy, just like the Jews that killed Messiah. They thought they have completed the job. They said, "Well, we got rid of him. Let us get rid of him before he, before things happen against us." But no, they were not knowing exactly that what they were doing. Like Christ said, they know not what they do it. Now verse 11 says, And after three days and, the, and an half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven, saying unto them, Come up either. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. Now let me just summarize it because what I have described to you is the revelation. There have been many other ministers or preachers that do not have the revelation, and they have preached some of these same chapters using many other descriptions. Some have even said that the two prophets are, are the Christians and the Jews, meaning that as if all Christians will be killed and all Jews will be killed. But no, sir, they didn't know prophecy. They didn't know the revel they didn't have revelation. Because God revealed the reason why the Messiah has to die. The Messiah was a single person. He came as a single person. So he laid down his life as a single person. 
the same way these two prophets will be individual people not a group of believers or a group of a, a, a group of people called the the christians or the nations because some people have assumed that this is symbolizing the christians and the jews are the two witnesses no sir because the, the bible already prophesied it here he said these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the god of the earth but unless you have the revelation that this is the only place where you mentioned that you will not be able to understand the only he mentioned also that the two olive trees are like i said in the earlier broadcast in the in the beginning of the broadcast they are representing the two ministers of god that god called when he manifested on the mount of transfiguration and these two before the god of the earth christ is the god of the earth and these two before him and discourse and that was when they got their assignment so what we are saying here is what i have just said is that you may listen to other ministers that preach it and say this means the jews or this means the christians and they are not single prophets and it's because they have no they have not this light in them like what god said he said if they speak not concerning this light if they speak not in accordance with this because they do not have the light of what we are saying the god reveal revelations to whom he will but those that are called to understand it to believe it it will build up your faith so that god is in charge of all these things now one more thing i want to say about this is this when we say about this when the lord jesus christ came he was in jerusalem the rest of the world may not know much about him but for those three years he was in jerusalem in israel and all the neighboring cities so we may say it looked like in a corner it was not in a corner at least as far as those people that were around him it was not in a corner but it will now be on the world platform news so what we are saying about these two prophets may appear and they may be in jerusalem doing all those things and it will only be in the news because the world is full of news now that anything happening anywhere will become translated everywhere by television so that's the only reason why it could be worldwide known worldly known but however what i'm trying to make you to see is that god will be doing some things sometimes in simplicity sometimes god do, works in simplicity and yet it is still god doing it and it's still very representing is representing the old things the, the rest of the world so what i want to take note is this god works in simplicity now let's continue here in a few minutes and we get to chapter 11 here comes to verse 10 he said they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth now verse 11 after three days and they have the spirit of the of life from god enter into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them verse 12 and they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them come up either and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them now the same hour there was a great earthquake and the tenth part of the city fell and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand and the rest and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the god of heaven that was the end of this section and he said the second woe was passed and behold the third woe cometh quickly now the manifestation of these prophets and all their judgment they will bring upon the earth was called a woe upon the earth so that was why god said god is going to un unleash these prophets and let them loose upon the earth so that they will see the wrath of prophets the ungodly world that we have been preached unto many times we preach to them and we don't call fire upon people because christ said that in his own dispensation turn the other sheep but in the dispensation of the old time the old testament prophets that is why these two prophets are moses and elijah like i described in the beginning of the broadcast 
they only know the law and like Moses wrote to them if somebody was found doing this they stoned them to death the same wrath of the prophets will be coming upon the world they have power to to turn water to blood over any nation upon any land and that will be woe upon the world that's why the Bible calls it it's part of the woe that was passed now he said another woe is coming upon the world part of the plan of God to end up the age and as we were saying in verse, in verse 15 let's go to the last part of it right now so, and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and it shall reign forever and ever and the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God saying we give thee thanks O Lord God Almighty which art and was and are to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the day that they should be judged and that thou should give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name small and great and she will destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Now that is the end of this chapter. Now when we say, the Bible says, when the seventh angel sounded, great voices in heaven and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our, of our Lord and of his Christ. That is the taking over. The Lord now say at the at the seventh trumpet this is the end of it all and what happened the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped that is this is what we have been waiting for God now is going to take over the world has been doing all those things all along the governments of the world have been doing things the, the ungodly world have been running this world for six thousand years it was time when it is time for God to stand up and take it back like we have been seeing all that all that we have been describing all along are preliminary things that we prepare the sins of God for the Lord to come prepare the world to destroy themselves and after all this is almost done the Lord is about to take over and he's going to give the earth back to the sins that is what these 24 elders and the prophets are now praising God and saying now we have waited for this for years it's time now that God is about to take it over he said we give the thanks they are now ready they are thanking God that is now taking back the, the kingdom of the earth and he's going to also judge because he's going to give the reward to his saints, to his prophets, to those that fear him, and he's going to destroy them that destroy the earth. You that is listening to me, are you one of them that are destroying the earth? You better repent, because God has said in his word, those that are destroying the earth will be the ungodly, the wicked, those that have joined themselves to satanic worship, those that are used, that knows the evil powers to hurt mankind, those are the people that are destroying the earth or those that have joined them in wickedness they are destroying the earth God said he will destroy them that they are destroying the earth and then he will give reward to his saints those that have been groaning and crying because of the iniquity that is in the world like the angel said we that are turning men unto righteousness shall shine forever and ever and that is the promise of God you want to be one of them you've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and begin to turn men to righteousness also witness for Jesus so don't be don't be complacent. Don't be satisfied with what is going on about you. He said, if you are groaning and crying because of the ungodliness that is going on about you, God said he will mark you for protection. And that is what is coming to happen. Those that are being sealed in the book of Revelation chapter 7, being sealed for protection against all the dead angels that are going to strike the world, 
God is going to seal you also if you are one of them that are groaning and crying for against all the ungodliness. Speak the word. Preach the word the word of God said. In season and out of season. Don't be afraid of their faces. Just tell the truth. You may suffer for it, but bear it. Because the Bible said, if we suffer with him, we shall reign also with him. And like the, like the 24 elders said, they said, we thank God because the, the nations were angry, but the wrath of God is come. And the time of the day that they should be judged. And that God will give reward unto his servants and to his saints, the Christians. And to them that fear God, that time has come. And that is what the Lord is about to do. We are waiting for this. And the prayer of the saints that have been praying, even those that are there that have been talking in the book of Revelation chapter 5, said, How long, O Lord, holy and true? When, how will you, how long before you judge, before you avenge our blood upon the dwellers of the earth? Their time has come for God to avenge them in this chapter, in this last verse that we are talking about. And that is what is earmark for the end of the world. Before we go into the next few verses, that we, the next few chapters, I want to invite you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have not done that already. And if you have accepted Jesus, it's time for you to begin to look up. Because your redemption comment draw it nigh. Begin to look up because the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. The Lord loves you and he wants you to open your heart unto him. Ask him to come into you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And now walk with the Holy Ghost. Submit to the Holy Ghost so that the Holy Ghost can guide you unto all truth. It is the Holy Spirit that is going to build you up to the fullness of the stature of Christ. And them that are looking for him unto them will he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I pray that the Lord himself will open your understanding to understand these things. God bless you. Now praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi inviting you to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are a Christian that has been listening to this radio broadcast, I challenge you and I urge you to aspire to the goal of overcomers. Be zealous for more of God. Ask the Lord to increase your faith, to build you up spiritually, and pray for the gifts of the Holy Ghost to increase and intensify in you, so that you can come to the stature, to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is our goal as believers. Now, if you that is listening to me, you are not a Christian. Or you are just a church member. You are a church goer. Trying to do good. But you are not really born again. You don't even know what it means to be born again. You are not sure whether you have been washed from your sins. I invite you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. And I want to pray for you right now. So that you can be assured of your salvation. And so that your, your heart and your faith and your spirit can begin to believe the word of God. The word of God specifically says anyone that believes in me anyone that believes in the lord jesus christ has eternal life you have got to believe that utterance of jesus and then invite jesus to come out take over your life because he gives a power into the believers that he call being born again and it is this power that rejuvenates us from within that make us to be a new creature in christ the bible said as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12. Now you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to pray. To bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Say Jesus come into my heart. I believe you died for me on the cross. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I renounce all ungodliness. And I renounce all witchcraft and evil powers. 
and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. Come and take over my life, Jesus, and fill me with the Holy Ghost. Wash me with your blood. From now on, I belong to you, Jesus. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for making me your child. Amen. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening. Help them, Lord Jesus Christ, to begin to follow the word of God. To begin to read the scriptures and to understand and obey. And let them be filled with the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want you to write to me and I will send you some literature that will be edifying to you. Write to Evangelist Julius Ade, Gospel Distribution Ministry. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry for service box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. If you have access to the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org.